0: Pizza, chicken, rice, Pizza. Chinese family. food. Right? That's not your favorite. Well, your mom cooks. Nothing. Well, chicken,
1: fried <laughs> chicken,
2: pulled pork. Arroz cucandulas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right.
0: Thank you. You got it? What? All right. Anyway, thank you, Mariana, Anai, and our new friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Everyone give it up. Woo. Woo! Good job, guys. All right, all right. Right right now, we are going to all come to the front. You are all welcome to come to the front. We're going to start worship. Prepare your hearts. Come on up. Glad you're here, guys. Thanks for coming.
3: One two and one two. I'm waking up in different times. I'll shake believe all the different stuff that my mind's on. Call her to book me a flight so I could fly home, and every time I see that pretty face, she's in my mind. But it's so soft right now. I can't explain how
0: much I hate being out of town, but I gotta make me feel in the kind of hotel. I
3: want so much, but I never want to. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Can I get a little bit more mic for me, please? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see if we can dim the lights as much as possible. Come on, guys. We're going to get ready to worship God. It's the first Elevate Friday service in 2013. The Bears are out of the playoffs, so we ain't going to be shouting and hollering on Sunday. My man's a Bears fan right here, guys. Let's give it up for our new visitor coming up for the games. Alright guys, come on Father, we come before you right now, we put our attention, our focus on you God, it's always been about you and what you're doing in our lives, come on, just lift your hands right now, God we invite you into this place because we know that without you God, it's impossible to change anybody, Father you're the one that comes into our hearts and our lives and we invite you right now, Holy Spirit. Begin to have Your way. Come on and tell them, Holy Spirit. Begin to have Your way. Come on and tell them, Holy Spirit. Have Your way. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, just invite them to your hearts right now. We invite you, Lord, into this time. Come on, that You can have Your way, oh Lord.
1: God, oh, you
3: Come on, put your hands together. Come on. Come on, we sing it God of Justice. God of
1: Justice, love and mercy. Pour out your spirit, oh we Are hungry, we are thirsty we'll sing it. for the promise of your kingdom. Come. Let your kingdom come, let your way. Doing fire burn our hearts for the things that burn in yours. sing it? We are church are calling out for the promise of your kingdom come. Sing it out. Let your kingdom Let your will be done. let your kingdom come. and As we lift you higher,
3: as we lift you higher. Come on, we'll sing it open,
1: and open up the floodgates of our love. Come sing it up. Let the glory of the heavens. Shine on us. We'll see it open up. Open up the of your Let the glory. Out. We'll sing out. Open up. And open up. Open up.
3: stretch your hands right out to the heavens. God, we want you in this place. God, we're tired of fake religion. God, we're tired of faith, religion. God, we're tired of things that don't even satisfy. God, we're tired of coming to church and not feeling your presence. God, we want you. Come on, right now, just as the guitar plays. Come on, right now in your hearts. Come on, just tell them, God, I want you. I want the real thing. Come on, with all eyes closed in this place, I'll tell you what. It's not my singing. It's not the guitar. It's not the drums that I was gonna bring the Lord in this place, but it's your heart. It's your heart going after God right now. God, we call out for you right now in this place. That you take away every distraction, Lord. We come after you, God. Going in your own words, and we just tell the Lord, God, I need you right now. God, I'm tired of going to church without Knowing your presence without knowing your goodness, God, come tell them your own words. God, I want you right now. Oh God, I want you right now, God. It doesn't matter how many times I've been in church, God, how many times I've preached before. God, I want to experience you in a fresh new way. I want your passion, I want your Holy Spirit to rest my heart and my soul. God, come take control of this time. Oh, oh.
1: God, you ain't happy.
3: Let Your key Let Your
1: Let Your will let's let's your In this place, we lift you up, oh Lord. Come and speak to our hearts. Come and speak to our hearts, Jesus. We know you life and you are. Oh, you can have your way. You can have your way. You can have your way, Lord. Come open our hearts to you and what you have for us. Every person here, Lord. Come open up. See you, King the
3: of Heaven. God, just begin to part the Spirit in this place. Let it flood in this place. Come on. Right now, in attitude of worship with all eyes closed. Come on, all eyes closed in this place. What's happening right now is we're calling out to God. And we're asking God that He would fill this place with His presence come on, the Bible says that God is a spirit, and if you plan on seeing God on stage, or Him coming down and seeing His hands, you can't see that right now, but what the Bible says is that He's in heaven, and He sends down His Holy Spirit, God comes down, and when we call on Him, come on, He enters into our hearts, and that's what we're on right now, come on, enter into our hearts right now, God, let it pour out, pour it out over us, God your goodness, your love, your joy. God, who you are right now, pour it out. Let it overflow in Jesus' name. Come on, sing it out. Let it rain. Let it rain.
1: Let it rain. sing it Open the floodgates of heaven. Every voice. Let it rain, open, open up like in let it rain, let it rain, oh Lord, won't you open
3: we sing songs like that you may not make sense at first it took me a while to understand that when I'm singing something like that what do I mean <laughs> am I just singing songs to sing it a lot of us do that we sing a lot of things on the radio and we sing it maybe because of the beat or maybe because we like the artist or maybe because we know what he's saying and that's your life but when we sing songs like this we're talking about God and no we're not talking about that God's gonna make it fire in this place we gotta leave call 911 <laughs> that wouldn't be fun what the Bible says about our God, he's a consuming fire. I want to paint this picture in your head, and we're going to sing this again. Think about this. Did you know that when gold, some people like to wear gold. I don't know about you, but gold is expensive, it's nice. But before it becomes expensive, before we can wear it, it has to be purified. It has to be taken through a fire. And what happens is when it's put in the fire, all this, all the impurities, all the things that make it less valuable are then taken off. Think about your life right now, every single one of you. The things that you've done wrong in this place, guess what? That doesn't qualify you. Actually, that disqualifies you from coming to God. So before you can come to God, you got to ask God, God, I need you to clean my heart because there's some things in my life, God, that are not right. God, I'm sleeping around, God. I'm lying. I'm stealing, God. When I go back to school, I gossip. I think that everybody's beneath me. God, my heart is jacked up. God, it's the same way with my family. I can't get along. We're always fighting. God, I need some things in my life to change. This is your chance right now. This is your chance right now to come before God and say, God, I want you to change me right now. God, I want you to change me. Because if you change people, if you came back from the grave, that means there's power in your name. That when you call on the name of Jesus, this isn't just wishful hoping. That God himself comes into your life and he cleans you. He makes you new. The Bible says He can. he's an all-consuming fire. Come on, let him burn in your life. When you say fire fall down, that's what you're asking, God. Those sins in my life, the things that keep me back. Come on, fellas, the things that you lust after. Come on, when no one's around. Who you really are when no one's around. Won't you look at that and say, man, something's wrong there. God wants to change that right now. Come on, If see you right now, would you just place your hands over your heart? We need to have a heart-to-heart with God and say, "God, come search my heart. God, I'm not perfect, but I know that if You died for me, that the story doesn't end there. Come search my heart, and as God begins to put His finger over it, maybe it's sex outside of marriage, maybe it's drugs and alcohol, maybe it's your temper." Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's jealousy. Come on. Your selfish ambitions, your pride. God's going to put his finger on it right now. and You've got to come before God and say, God, you can have that. Come on, right now, with everybody with their hands over their hearts saying, God, you can have that. Come on, change my life. My life is jacked up. My life is messed up. But with you, Christ, there's something different about you. There's something different about the name of Jesus The one I call it. My heart begins to become free come on just calling his name right now if that's all you know how to say is Jesus come on just call in his name come on we're gonna sing this again and as we sing it again I want you guys to cry out to Jesus as he's purifying your life come on fire
1: fire Fire and fire, and fire, and fire, and and fire, and the Sing it out, fire, 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 Fall. fire, 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 what we desire oh, and fire can begin to change our lives. Oh, and fall the of your people. and fire
3: You guys, to take a step of faith. Come on. Come on. If you're believing that God is doing this in your life, it doesn't come easy. If you want God to move into your life, you want him, what you're saying, man, God, I'm not just saying this. I really want you to do this. I want you to take a step forward. Come on. I want you to move close up to this altar. Saying, God, I want you to do this in my life. No more playing around. I don't care what my friends think about it. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell because my friend thinks it's funny that I love you, that I trust you, that I want you to change me. God, I'm living for you. Come on. Come on, God, you can have it all. God, you see these people that are taking their step of faith. Come on. God, I surrender it to you right now. We're going to sing this next song. As you sing, and as you're singing and as you're believing and as the Holy Spirit's doing it right now, we're going to sing this song that he's worthy of it all.
1: All you have to do is just sing it out or just speak it out and sing success she's got, it all belongs to you. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, you should deserve the glory. Oh, one more time. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you all. For from you all.
3: i give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Come on. God, we bless you, God. Yeah, we just pray right now, God, that we will get a revelation of who you are, God, so that there will be no shame in praising you. God, we bless you. We love you. Continue to have your way. In Jesus' name, come on and say amen. Come on, could you bless him one more time? Give a hand clap for Jesus in his place. You guys can begin to make your way back to
1: your scene. Won't you greet your neighbor? Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior. Hope
0: Right here, like, like, come on, wake up! I give my life to if I can get you guys right there, the little of the mountain in. over here to come forward. This, this row in front is pretty. I You uh. say what what really really loud like where it hurts where it hurts hearing it where my ears bleed no i'm just kidding. i don't want to believe But i want to hear it outside okay i want to be like what the heck is going on in there like they're going like crazy okay ready elevate oh that didn't hurt that much right elevate what, what? come on i know you can scream like girls come on elevate okay 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 one more time come on come on how old are you Sing it, people, I right? it, we'll it out people, oh. right? I wanna get that number sometime this week and say, hey bro, where do you live? Maybe I can meet you up. What they're gonna do, we're gonna have some time, you know, play video games. You guys like video games? I like video games. Yeah, I have crash Bandicoot, for so you guys to know what that is. But anyways, video games. Um, that's what we're gonna be playing, and the girls are gonna be baking. If you wanna play video games, we're not biased. You can go ahead and play video games, guys, if you wanna bake, but so you can bake, alright? Discipleship. ship. My life, I want to change your life. You know, how many people know that, Just let me tell you something, secret. you guys are in church right now, but that doesn't mean you guys need to be born in heaven. You just blow your mind? You're in church, but does that mean you're heaven? Day. Peace has I'm not going to rock your world right now. Jesus I got a church. You're going to heaven? I'll be real with you. Mercy no, you got to love right? We talked about how love is God. Love, you love all heart, So, mind, strength. Us. You're going to be born again. Yeah, you got to know what that is. So if saves. you want to know what that is one of us, Adam, to sing we'll okay? so to myself. What a joyful noise will make. As we join, we've given some to let the all, third all third the world call. know that Jesus saves, breezes out. We should retreat. This is the most fun to do ever. Oh my God, well I got baptized. So we should retreat Jesus on my birthday. Saves. That was the best time of my life. What we do is we all in the church go to Lake Geneva. So imagine not having your parents like big huge and cars and we just road trip like three hours away i know it's like two hours away. and we go we hang out at the hotel that's what we do and we have fun we have like this conference um it is but it is 50 bucks 50 dollars okay 50 bucks give it to me give me your name i know you come show up on the day of friday early in the morning come to we have a facebook page get connected there we all have facebook so like, talk to us about there talk to us about Jesus Jesus. We're gonna talk about off right now. Tyson scored a 100% Realistically, none of us are going to make $100,000. Realistically, in this room, we're going to do the lottery. But 10% of that is They made it here safely, Lord God, and they will make it home safely. I thank you for what the word's gonna be bring uh, brought forth, or what's gonna do in our lives tonight. for so the message that has been spoken either through worship, Lord God, or what you've been doing in our hearts tonight. So I pray God that you just touch us and we 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 just uh, be ready to receive your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And we can't huh. stop.
1: So we
0: again (laughs) okay i'm gonna tell you the nonsense i'm just kidding i'm so sorry i don't want to put you that i need you guys to stand up for me real quick stand up for me we're gonna do some exercise we're gonna follow cynthia if i have the mic i have the power so i need you guys to walk this way it's okay if you're on the stage walk this way walk 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 come on marching. You thank this, this is, what, you guys don't even, feel like. thank you guys, high five. High five for staying in line. High five for staying in line. Look, give a round of applause for them right here. Thank you. Now I need you guys to move back this way. See, I told you he would magically appear, didn't he?
2: <laughs>
0: okay, high five again, second row for staying in line. Okay,
3: well, Better this is Adam. He's back. Yo, what's up, y'all? Thank you for waiting for me. God is good. Come I want you guys right now to stick your hands up. Holy Ghost stick up. Close your eyes. No looking around. Don't take any airs. i okay? Don't do it. Look, like y'all, some of y'all put it down. It's holy Ghost stick up. Y'all know, hold on. You can open your eyes, put your hands down really quick. I want to explain what I'm doing. Y'all know back in the old times, in the Western movies, when someone comes up, you say, hey, stick them up. Ah! You stick them up. What we do here in the church is called the Holy Ghost stick up. See, when we praise God, we get excited. And we believe that when we raise our hands, it's just a sign, outward sign from us saying, God, you're worthy. God, I love you. Because you got to know what? If the Bears would have made it to the Super Bowl in February, all of us would have been out of it. Woo! That's a sign of, like, excitement, praise. Guess what? We're giving that to God. So how about this? Holy Ghost, stick them. Everybody, stick them up. Come on, stick them up. Let the Holy Ghost close your eyes. Come on, I want you to say this. Say, Jesus, have your way. In me, right now, like for real, like for real, for real, in Jesus' name. Come on, blessed the Lord, and I'll give him a hand clap of praise. Come on. If you got your Bibles, open them up to Luke 14, verses 16 through 24. Luke 14, verses 16 through 24. Amen. I want to talk to you today, this is the first sermon of the year, and we're going to talk about Jesus, y'all, but how about this, well, I'm going to give it to you in such a way where you can look at life, look at this year in the light of Jesus. You know, last year came and it went by, I'm telling you, when Christmas goes around, you know time is flying every time you come around Christmas, when you see the lights coming up, you're like, dang, already? And time goes by like this. I remember I was growing up, just like, there was a certain point in time when you like, Dang, that was fast. Summer came, summer went, winter's here, winter's left, summer's back, and it just goes by. In 2012, and I remember I started off saying, God, I want to do awesome things for you. And I had all these desires in my heart. And this past year, I graduated from SUM Bible College with my bachelor's in biblical studies with a minor in concentration in youth ministry, and God has been doing some awesome things in my life. And I look back, and I can tell you there have been a lot of mistakes. How many of you guys ever made mistakes in life? Yup, if you ain't raising your hand, you lying right now. You're making a mistake. So tell your neighbor, like, you're making mistakes. So I remember my life was full of it. And I'm saying to myself, man, you know what? I want to start off right in God's word. And I want to give you this sermon. It's found in Luke 14, verses 16 through 24. You guys can put it up on the screen. Let me get it up here in the pad. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. We're just going to read it all straight, one clean shot. Here we go. Luke 14, verses 16 through 24. If you don't have your Bibles, we have it up here on the screen. I'm just going to read it through. It's called the parable of the great banquet. And Before I start, how many of you guys like food? <laughs> we, oh, she got too excited right there. I don't know about you. I am Mexican, Puerto Rican, but my favorite food is not arroz con gondules. It is not tamales. It is not um, it's not pork chops, even though those are good. Those are fire. But it's not. My favorite food being Hispanic is actually lasagna. Yeah, See we got another lasagna man's Mexican, you can't understand that. but I love food, right? And Jesus right now is talking about food. y'all ready to read your Bible. Jesus right here is get the parable of the great banquet. Jesus is inviting people to this banquet. Let's go ahead and read it verse 16 it says it like this: Jesus replied, "A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. Somebody say excuses. Come on, say it nice and loud. Say excuses. That's what I'm talking about. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Verse 19. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Verse 23, Then the master told the servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you that one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. What is Jesus talking about right here? He has prepared a feast. And this passage in the Bible is called a parable. It's somewhat of a story. And Jesus is telling them a story to relate his point. And what's the point that Jesus is trying to say? What is Jesus trying to say? Hey, y'all, I have some food. Come on over. Is he saying that when you die and go to heaven, I got the favorite food, everything you've ever dreamed of, and more in heaven, so you're going to want to be with me because I got food in heaven. Everybody likes food. Is Jesus saying that? What is he saying? See, he was with people. When he tells them this story, he's hanging out with a bunch of people. When he gets to this point, he's like, hey, you know what? I want them to understand what I have to say and who I am. So he tells them this story because they're all eating. He's like, hey, there's this person who provided a great banquet. And if you start reading it, Jesus starts telling really about himself and what's really going down. Did you know that this Bible is filled with a lot of stories and a lot of good things? And Jesus is trying to get your attention. And let me ask you something. Does he have it? Does he have your attention? Is the Bible speaking to you? Now, even before you came into this place, are you saying right now, I'm loving God and I'm loving what he has for me. Are you coming into this place not even giving two cents? Like, I don't care what God may say. I'm going to do this if I want to. I'm going to come to church if I feel like it. If it's a good day, then I'll pray. Are you tuned into what God is saying? I believe right now he's using this passage to speak to you. You see, the word of God, the Bible says, is alive. That when you're hearing it right now, right now, God is building up faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I pray right now that you would be open to what God has to say. Right now, we're going to get into it. We're going to break it down, what he is really saying. But right now, you can be like, forget this. Hands closed. Holy Ghost, stick. we're saying, God, speak to me. Amen. Let's break it down. Let's go look back in the passage. I have three, four, five points for you. And if you're taking notes, you can write these things down. I want to break it down. What is Jesus saying in this parable? No, it's not about food. Jesus is telling people to come to him. doesn't matter if you're a Christian because even guess what? If you're a Christian, you're loving God, it can be easy to get distracted. I'm a pastor. I love God. I've been serving God for the last five plus years on and off ministry. And i tell you what, it has been so easy to be distracted to lose focus on God. I'm telling you. Even if you're not saved, the temptations come easily. Sex, money, drugs, those three things right now in our society, in your age group, are the biggest thing reaching out for your attention. If you don't believe me, flip on the TV. You see it, it's grabbing your attention, but right now God is trying to grab your attention. And these are some of the points that he's saying right now. Number one, the call is now, the time is now. Open up your Bibles back to verse 17. What is God saying in that passage? Verse 17 in Luke 14, it says it like this, at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. I love explaining this for you right now. Guess what? In the beginning, God, he created the heavens and the earth. Just think about it, a blank slate. When you close your eyes, you don't see anything. Everybody close their eyes just for an experiment. Close your eyes. What do you see? You see nothing, it's blank, it's, it's dark, you don't see anything. Maybe you can see the shadows of light if you look at it, but you really don't see anything. Still close your eyes, still have them closed. In the beginning, God. See, there was nothing created, no earth, no stars, no universe, no galaxies, nothing. In the beginning, there was God. But where did God come from? He had no maker. He's always been God. Let that blow your mind, because we know everything right now in society and our world has been created. The Bible says in the beginning, God created and he created the heavens and the earth. And then you go on to read the creation story. He made us. All right. Pinch your neighbor. See if they're still awake. Go ahead and pinch them. You feel that you're awake? Come on, pinch them. Go ahead. I give you permission to pinch. Don't hurt them. Don't hurt them. Mm. Amen. You see, God made us. See, what's the purpose to why you're here? Why is there life? Think about it. What is the reason that you're here in life? To get a good job, to provide for my family, then to die. You think that's the real reason that you're here? God created you for a purpose, is to serve him. Ever since the beginning, God created you. And ever since the beginning, how many of y'all know the story of Adam and Eve? Eve eating the apple, tempting, Eve eating the apple, tempting Adam. And then because of that, what came? Sin and death. Did you know that when you sin? Even if it's just a slight look of the eye and you're lusting after somebody, like, like, guys, we do it all the time. You see somebody in the school, you see someone in the hallway on the sidewalk, you look for a second, right in within the second, you can undress them with your eyes, and they're naked, like, whoop, yep. We do it all the time. Oh, it gets quiet when I start preaching like that. No, I don't do that, Adam. Uh Uh-uh, that ain't me. Yes, you do. Don't you lie? Come on now, Ladies. When you walk into the malls and you see everything, you start lusting after the jewelry, the shoes. Y'all, dust, <laughs> y'all like, I don't do that, Pastor Adam, all this necklace, all the gold around. I lust after this. But we know there are things in our life that, man, even though they may seem small in our own eyes, it's still sin. It separates us from God. And ever since the beginning, everyone has been sinning, has been going away from God's path. And all throughout the Bible, see, God in heaven, he could have said, like, man, forget these people. I made them for me so they can be with me, so they can love me, and I'll provide everything for them. But they go and choose something else to me. He could have said, like, man, forget you. Forget you. That's what we do to God. Man, forget you, God. God in heaven could have been back and said, like, I'm going to let them suffer. But he came down, sent his one and only son, Jesus, and said, hey, you know what? For my man right here in the, I was going to say the socks, and my man right here in the socks hat, amen. I'm going to send my son so he can know me, have eternal life. See, when Jesus is telling this story, God, he's coming down and saying, hey, listen, the time is now. The time is now for you to give your life to God. Turn to him. The Holy Spirit has been given us. I want to read this passage to you because I believe that when you hear the word of God, the Holy Spirit, God is working on your heart. He's knocking on your heart better he's knocking on your heart it says it like this psalm 22 the poor will eat and be satisfied they who they who seek the lord will praise him may your hearts live forever all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the lord and all the families of the nations will bow down before him for dominion belongs to the lord and he rules over the nations i don't know if you guys caught that but it says it like this all the ends of the earth Will remember and turn to the Lord. Do you know what that means? See, Jesus was telling a story and he's saying, Listen, I'm inviting everybody. Doesn't matter the nationality, doesn't matter what they've done, doesn't matter their history, doesn't matter who they are, everyone to come to me, to get to know me. So they they can turn from their sins. He's inviting everybody. But this passage right here, I love what it says, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. Did you know that in this life, you have the opportunity, yes, the opportunity, nay, the chance to reject God? Some people like to think, man, God is in everything. So when I, so when I do something, God's in that. So when I, when I love my family, God's in that. So when I go to school, God's in that. You think, actually, there are people today that believe trees are God. Isn't that crazy? You'll meet them out there like, this pole there's a lot of energy in this pole, and it's God. This chair, that's God too. Your shoes, that's God too. Not real about you, but when I look at some of y'all's shoes, I don't say, hey, that's God. I say, hey man, nice Jordan's, maybe nice this, but I don't say, hey, that's God. And our society has turned away. Do you know you have the opportunity right now to choose everything but God? And the Bible says that there will come a day when everybody will turn to him. The Bible says it like this, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, if you don't do your bowing and turning to God now, there's going to become a day when Christ comes back, and every knee and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, believe, I believe it right now that if you turn away from God thinking, man, I don't need this. I don't need God. There's going to become a day when everybody's going to stand before God, and you're going to see God in all his glory. You're going to see him seated in heaven, and the angels around him worshiping, bowing down, and everybody watching like, oh, my gosh, he's God. You're going to fall to your knees and say, God, you're God. You are Lord. You're Jesus. He's going to say, I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I'd rather do my bowing and my turning to the Lord now. Because if not, guess what? You're going to bust hell wide open. Don't think that, man, you know, if I don't accept this right now, there's going to be another time. People think that they have all the time in their world. Like, I'm not ready for this now. Maybe when I have a family, when I have a job, maybe when my family's not all jacked up, when I move the house. No, the time is now. And your jacked up, family, and your jacked up, mess, and all the things that you have in your life. God is saying, hey, listen, I'm reaching out to you. There's something better than what you know. It's me. He's inviting you. The Bible says it like this in Acts 3.19. Repent. Somebody say repent. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You want to turn to God right now? Repent. What does that look like? Deep inside your heart saying, God, forgive me of my sins. God, forgive me for lusting after the opposite sex. God, forgive me for looking at pornography. God, forgive me for lying. God, forgive me from stealing. God, forgive me for cheating. God, for God forgive me for having been jealous in my heart, for being envy after what somebody may have. God, forgive me for those things. Not just saying it because I'm telling, but saying that to God. Coming to God and repenting. Number two, some of the things that this verse is teaching us. Get rid of your excuses. Verses 18 through 20. Let's go back there. Luke 14. If you guys will just keep your fingers on Luke 14, we'll keep on going back to there. 18 through 20. You see he's telling the people, he's inviting people. Hey, listen, I'm inviting you to know me, to come have a feast with me. And check this out. People said, "Man, you know I got things better than that." What do you got better than God? What in your life you have be- you have going for you that is better than God? Let's look at this. Apparently people have had things. Verse 18 it says But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go see it. Please excuse me. Let's let's look at that first person. That first person actually represents a lot of us. Material possessions. Did you know that a lot of the things that you may inquire in your life may distract you? Maybe none of us don't have jobs. So we don't have a lot of material possessions. But when you start having a job and you start working, you start making some money, you're going to buy a car. Some of your guys, some of you guys, we treat your car, your first car, like idols. I remember when I got my first car, it was a Jeep Grand Cherokee, 1989, the year that I was born. It was like this rusted red Okay, one window was missing. It was ghetto. I put the black tape all over You know how you do it. You gotta make it work, because it's your first car. You don't care what nobody says. All right, I I'm i sit in that car, and I remember trying to get to school all morning. And it would just turn on. You literally had to wait for about maybe 10 seconds. You know how ghetto it was bringing people in my car? I'm like, hey, are you need a ride? Like, okay, I guess I can have a ride. Like, yes, I bring them into the car. All right, man, you ready for this? Yeah. Dang, what's wrong with your car? Hey, dude, don't mess. Don't make fun. You don't got a car, right? Okay? You want to ride? Yes or no? You know, right, you can take the bus. Take you to the bus stop, for real. But I remember I treated that thing like it was my girlfriend. Okay? I had a girlfriend at that time, but I remember I washed it. It smelled good. Every time everybody came into my car, everything was vacuumed. It smelled so good. Actually, I'm the same way now. If you guys get into my car, it smells like coconut. Yeah, you know, the little tree coming. Anyways, but I remember like, man, you know, I'm taking care of this thing. And I was going to church, right? And I thought I was doing good. I I think I spent more time on the car than I did reading my Bible. Became an idol. I played baseball, too. I was pretty good at it. We won two city championships. We played it both at US Elliott Field and Wrigley. We won twice. I was pretty good at that. Hey, guess what? I spent a lot more time investing into that. And if I look back and say, man, you know what? Maybe baseball wasn't an idol to me. Car. Think about it right now. Think about it right now where you're at. You're in high school. See, if I look back, I can say this this is what I've done. Think about it right now. Is there someone or something that you may have and you may put before God? See, this person has something. The invitation calls out to him. He said, I can't go. I just bought a field and I got to go see it. Like as if the field wasn't going to be there the next day. No one buys a field and say, hey, look, it's not going to be there tomorrow. What are you talking about? It's not going to just jump up and go away and hide somewhere. It's a field, but he's making an excuse. Could he have went? Yes. Check your heart. Is there any excuse? When you think about coming to a service or giving your life to God, what begins to happen is the, the devil comes in and lies to you. and Like, I can't do it because I have this. I got to do this. I can't because I'm involved in all these teams. I can't give my life to God because I have no time. Making excuses. Quit making excuses. How about the second person? Verse 20. Still another said. I, I'm sorry. Just verse 19. Get ahead of myself. Verse 19, another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Material possessions. Some of us get more excited for the things that we gain and acquire instead of growing in our relationship with God. How about this? Number 20. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. Making excuses. See, marriage is a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing, but this man's making excuses. You gotta know Jesus is calling him out. Still, another said, I just got married, so I can't come. What is he really saying? Hey, listen, I don't wanna go. Hey, see, I got this, and I don't wanna do your things. See, two little things I wanna bring up. Number one, little things of small concern can steal away your focus. Little things of small concern can steal away your focus. Just look at it in your life. Things in your life, possessions. How about this? Lawful things. Things lawful in themselves may prove fatal to our relationship with God. Think about it like this. Your family may sometimes get in the way, but that's a good thing to have. Your job, when you guys get jobs and you start working, hey, you need to work Friday nights, you need to work Sunday evenings, Sunday mornings. Man, I, I go to church those days you and not you can't work for us. See, even though those things are good in and of themselves, they may get in our way with our relationship with God, and it's hard to manage it. Learn the lesson right now. Don't let those things come in the way. The Bible says it like this in 1 John. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. Somebody say pass away. away. They pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. You know that when I go to the streets of Mardi Gras, I'm not sure if you guys know what Mardi Gras is. It's coming up in February. Some of us are going. I've spent the last four years going to Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is a time. Where people come to the city of New Orleans and basically live out all their desires, all their fantasies with people in the streets. There's bars, there's strip clubs, and they do the most unimaginable, most disgusting, sickening things. People would be ashamed in private, in public. They go out there to lose themselves because, here's the thing, it's a Catholic tradition. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, there's something called Lent. Where where the Catholics would come and they would give up something for X amount of days before Easter as their sacrifice, like to remember the Lord. I'm going to give some people say I'm going to give up chocolate or I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up this. So they say, man, before we have to give up on a lot of things, we're going to come to this place, this city, and we're going to go all out. And guess what? When Ash Wednesday, the next day, comes around, we're going to repent to God and say, Oops, we're sorry. Oops, forgive us. The last four years, I went down there with a team of people say, Hey, we're crazy enough to go to that place where people don't want to hear about God to tell the man, Jesus loves you. You don't have to live like this. And I've seen some crazy things. And I'm talking about crazy, good things. As a matter of fact, when I read this passage and I was preparing it, I thought about some of the testimonies of the streets and the witnesses that we have done while being out there. Did you know there's a lot of people that would come out there and they're out there having sex? Fathers would leave their families to go out there to lose themselves. Wives would leave their families to go and indulge in brief moments of pleasure. Sons and daughters would go out there to throw away their life, their expenses just for temporary fun. And you'll see it all. You'll talk to her like, what? Like, yeah, my wife doesn't really know I'm out here, but he's drunk as it can be. But it's okay. It's Mardi Gras. God will forgive me. Wednesday, "Ah," and the beer is coming all over. He's swinging. I'm like, what in the world? So you have a family? Yeah, why do you care? And You have kids. Yeah. But you're out here by yourself with these women and with these men. And you're doing what? So? And then I read this verse. See, the man hid in his testimony, he knew a little bit about God, grew up in church, but didn't pursue it afterwards. And you read something like this, the Bible says, do not love the world or anything in this world. I remember testimonies after reading something like this. God will knock on somebody's heart. Like, oh, man, tears will begin to flood their eyes as God will take them like, man, you don't need this right now. And God will bring them into his saving grace. I'm telling you right now, get rid of your excuses. Many of us are young. We don't have jobs. We don't have a lot of things. But when you grow up, there's a lot more things you're in charge of and a lot more excuses. Get rid of them. Amen. The third thing that catches my eye when I read something like this, verse 21. Let's get there. Wrapping it up. Verse 21. This may be a specific word for some of us here. may not for everybody, but I'm going to share it anyways. Verse 21. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. I want to focus on the very first thing said there. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Here's the third point. Ministers must must give an account to their success in ministry. I know many of us are not here. We're not in ministry. Mariana, are you in ministry right now? No, no, no. My man right here in the corner with the bears. Are you in ministry right now? No, he's not in ministry. My man right here with the glasses, my you visit. are you in ministry right now? No, not at all. But some of us, God may call us to that. And that's going to be okay. If you look at me and you say, man, Adam, I want to be like you. I want to preach. I want to give somebody the message. I want to have a church. I want to be a pastor. This is what God says, and I look at that. It says, ministers must give an account to their success in ministry. Boom. That's for me. For some of the leaders here at 201, that's for you. You're going to give an account to God. Don't think that we're just having fun. We're going to say, God, this is what I did for you. I truly believe when it's said and done and I stand before God, I'm going to look back in my life. See, God, that Friday service, that Sunday morning service, everything in between it was for you. I didn't do this from I did it for you. He's going to look at me and he's going to judge me based on what I did in my heart for him. The good and the bad. See, in the good, what do I do? And my successes, do I run away and say, hey, look at what I've done? Or do I come back to God and say, God, you did that? You see, if someone gets saved here in this place, it's not because I preached it. It's because God is working on your heart. The bad, hey, God, you know, it was a rough Friday. No one came out. Man, God, you know what? No one got saved that day. The good and the bad, God, it's for you. So for every minister, that's a word for you right there. You can write that down. Highlight verse 21. Point number four, abused mercy turns into great wrath. Again, let's read verse 21. What happens when you reject God? Ever wonder what happens, like how he gets? Like if someone were to come into this place and flat out say, no, I don't want God. May I say it like that, but they may be like, whatever, dude, I'm not coming back next week. What happens? Verse 21, let's read it. The servant came back and reported to his master. Here it is. The owner of the house became angry. Who's the owner of the house? Come on, it's God. Come on, say it, say it like we know it. Who's the owner of the house? What happens? The owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. What happened? God got mad. I thought that God is love. Right? Don't we hear that? Doesn't, isn't God a good guy from everything that we've heard in our lives? Isn't God love? Oh, hell, hell is for people who don't, who don't, who do bad things. Maybe the people in the prisons, that's who's hell's for. What does the Bible say? That he became angry. I'll read to you like this. Abused mercy, forgiveness, grace, everything that you need to come to. Abused mercy turns into the greatest wrath. Grace despised is grace forfeited. Don't think that, you know what? He's giving me a chance now. I'll come back later. Call you later. What's that song? That's call me maybe, hey, I just met you and this is crazy. Here's some verses, get baptized maybe, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But in all honesty, God is calling people out. He said, hey, this is my word. What are you going to do? Some people will say, no, I'll do that later. It's not for you. Don't think like, hey, I'm going to have this all the time. If you deliberately keep on sinning, if you deliberately keep on turning away God, there's going to come a point where God's going to let you turn numb. The Bible says it in Romans like this. He let them, he gave them over to their desires and their heart was as hard as stone. Think about that, that you can become numb to what God is doing. A lot of people on those streets of Mardi Gras grew up in church. No matter what you would do, they would say, no, we didn't force people to give their life to God. We can't do that. Hey, hey man, listen, pray this, and you'll be saved. We're not telling people that. You think it'll be that easy? Dude, just pray this with me, and then you're good. You don't have to go to church. Sometimes, maybe. But just pray. No, no, it doesn't happen like that. It happens when you realize that, man, you're jacked up without Jesus Christ. That this grace, is grace because it's because of what he is and who he is. That sin in your life separates you from God. You can't do it on your own no matter how hard you try. Is it that good for just believing into God and saying, God, if I believe in your grace, it works. God, you forgive me of my sin. It's that easy. But if you reject it, it's grace forfeited. Last point in closing. You guys can stand to your feet for me, please. He extends the invitation to all. Verse 23. Then the master told the servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. There's a lot happening in this passage. Who's the people that are not getting invited? Who are the people that are not coming in? See, when God came into this world, he had a chosen people, he had the people of Israel. He called them out, and those people have seen great things. They seen God do awesome things. Think about it: the pillar of fire. The Bible talks about all these crazy stories. That when you read it, be like, "Whoa, well, God, you did that! God did that!" And they saw that, and they passed it down. Like, don't you forget this: God did this, and they had that into tradition, oral history. Like, man, this is what God did. And still, they rejected. You know, the Jewish people right now are still some of them rejecting Christ. Saying that Jesus, he was a good guy, but he wasn't God. Rejected him. And God saying, man, you know what? if These people don't want it. I'm extending it to the Gentiles. You know who the Gentiles are? Raise your hand where the Gentiles are. If you're a Gentile, raise your hand. Come on. Okay, I'm explaining it like this. You're like, I'm not a Gentile. Gentile is not a bad thing, okay? There are Jews and Gentiles. Jews are people who were called up by God, people who are Israeli, okay? Who believe in the Bible of the Old Testament, okay? Who have that tradition. Gentiles is everybody else if you're not Jewish. Puerto Rican, black, Hispanic, Mexican, Asian, white, uh, Asian, Puerto Rican, everybody. Filipino, Filipino, you know my man right there. No matter who you are, you're a Gentile. So let's try this again. If you're a Gentile, go ahead and raise your hand. (laughs) Everybody, now you guys are getting it. Y'all going to go home, I'm a Gentile. You're a what? I'm a Gentile. (laughs) Praise God for all the Gentiles. But see, this is what happens. To those who God called out, they rejected it. And because of that, God says, man, forget this. I'm giving it to everybody. I'm extending this for all, for you. He extends the invitation to all. Greater things. In closing, we condemn the lights in this place. We're going to get ready for prayer. Amen. And this is what we're saying, and this is what we want to do. Come on. Come on, we're just with all eyes closed in this place. God, you extend your invitation to everybody in this place, God. You're so good. You're so good. I don't know right now what 2012 had for you, what you did, but every time I read a story of God's invitation, it always reminds me, man, there is something more. Man, maybe if you're in this place and you're saying, I still haven't given my life to God. I know that my life needs to be given to him. I know I got to start there. Hey, that's a great place to start. We'll celebrate with you. Maybe you're in this place and say, man, I've been coming to this youth group for a long time. I've been singing the same song. I've been doing the exact same things. But this is a God of the universe. He lives inside of me. Man, there's something more. I'm missing it. What is it? God is calling you to greater things. And it happens when you hear his word and you respond. See, I believe that when God's word touches people's hearts, people have the choice. God isn't some kind of controller where he forces you now to come up and do all these different things. You, when you hear the word of God, take it and say, God, I'm applying faith. Come on, whether you're a Christian or not, there would probably be some things in your life that when you think about, man, I'm going to go after God, are keeping you back. So right now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it in this order. I want us all to come before the Lord and say, God, search my heart. God, I want 2013 to be a year where you do some awesome things in my life. If it's going to start with salvation, where you're giving your life to God, let that start there. But before we start praying, before we start seeking the Lord, I want you to search your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to say, hey, this right here, this right here. Come on. God, search our hearts. God, if there's any complacent Christians in here, Lord, call them out. God, if there's any lazy Christians in here, God, Call them out because you've called them to greater things. You've called them to greater things. God, I don't want my life to be something that I look back and say there could have been more. God, I want to look at my life and say, God, I wasted it. I gave it all for you. Come on. Let that stir in your heart right now. You are
1: your affections
3: like this, we're going to get our chest for everybody to pray, but if you want to accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, saving you from your sins, because you can't do it yourself, I want you to come on up, I want to pray for you, because guess what, that was me one time, that was somebody in this place, I want to give you the invitation, take a step of faith get your sin, come on up, if you want to give your life to the Lord, just come on up. Us. Oh, come on, with all eyes closed in this place, come on, if you're still praying, I want you guys to be engaged with what God is doing, don't lose focus, come on, come on up, let me have one of the woman leaders up here, we want to pray for everyone who's coming up, I hear for everybody else that's saying if you're in your seat just say man I love Jesus I give my life to him this is what I want you to do God is spirit he's in this place it's the Holy Spirit right now God I pray that you give the revelation of your Holy Spirit in this place Let your glory fall on every person here this is what's happening God wants you to go after him not because the pastor is going to yell at you and we're going to get excited but because you want him to you want him to be number one Right now, find a place. I want you guys to start praying and going after God. It's okay to come before God and say, I'm going to give you this and start surrendering some things. We're all going to end in prayer. We want everybody here to just engage into God. Forget about everything you have after this. Forget about your friends right now. Go after God. You can put the music up a little bit. I want the ladies right now.